This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Dear friend, Last perm started off like all others from your past, but it was almost the last perm of my life. Beginning two weeks before Purim, Hatzalah started putting up signs saying, This year, don't get carried away with a picture of some kid being carried away on a stretcher. To me, these signs blended right into the background with the other signs hanging up around my hometown of Brooklyn, New York. You see, this year I decided I would make Purim even more geschmack than in years past, because this Purim, I would drink anyways. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't planning on getting drunk, just enough to make me high. I started out collecting like the years before, going house to house. I had the most geschmacker group, I thought, but there was just something missing. So when I was offered a drink at the next house, I took it. As I recall, it was Johnny Walker Black Label, which is 40% alcohol. I figured that if I took a cup, 8 ounces, it would be better than taking 8 individual shots, because I could drink the whole thing in just one shot. After a few minutes, it started hitting me, but I was able to continue collecting. About 15 minutes later, I had another shot of 8 ounces, and I was already getting high. The next few houses passed in a blur. I remember sitting in the houses and just singing. I couldn't really dance too much, so I just sat down and started to sing. I was starting to get a little headache, but I kept on going. After all, this was Geschmack. No longer sober and without my proper judgment skills, I took a cup and a bottle of absolute vodka. I remember my friends telling me not to take it, but I just told them I could handle it. Just a little, I thought, and this year would be the most geschmack. I took one cup and surprisingly it didn't burn when it went down. Maybe I'm immune, I thought. This is great. I can drink and drink and I won't feel it going down. I took another cup and another and then another and another. Then I poured half of another cup and I couldn't pour straight anymore. So I just drank what I had in my cup. I sat there for about a minute without feeling anything. The alcohol seemingly did not have any effect on me. Why do they even put up posters telling people not to drink? It's not even so dangerous. The people of the house didn't realize that I had drunk anything because there were four or five groups bothering them for money. I suddenly started falling over. My head was attached to my shoulders as if on a rubber band. My head flew back, then front, then to the right, then back again. The whole room was turning upside down. People were screaming my name. And then I blacked out. They called Atzala, and they were there in an instant. My eyes weren't dilating, and when they touched me, I didn't feel it. I was staring straight ahead at the wall and didn't feel the Hatzalah guys pinching me. They put me on a stretcher, but my body kept slipping off as though it were made of jello. They strapped me down and off I was to the hospital. On the way out, Hatzalah took my picture and later asked my mother for permission to use it. That's right, the next year, I would be the poor kid on the stretcher, on the posters. I woke up eight hours later tied down to the bed. The last thing I remember was my, was my head hitting the table as I fell to the floor. I looked around and saw a white room. And then I saw my mother crying with a tehillim in her hand and my father at her side. Then I heard beeping. I couldn't get up because I was, I was tied to the bed. So I just lifted my head. My mother asked me if I knew where I was. I thought maybe I was in my room at home, but my room wasn't white. Then I started thinking, maybe we went away on a trip somewhere, but why was my mother crying? And then I remembered the table coming up in my head, and then it hit me. 
I was in the hospital. And the beeping? That was my heart rate being monitored on the screen next to the bed. A doctor came in to make sure I was okay and to tell me how lucky I was to be alive. They told me that since I came in early, I was able to get a bed in the room as opposed to sleeping in the hallway. I felt a little dizzy, but I was able to go home right away. The doctors told me that my BAC, my blood alcohol content, was extremely high and told me that the IV they gave me lowered my BAC so I would have nothing more than a bad hangover. And again, the doctors told me that I was lucky. On the way out of the hospital, the halls were lined with Bachram, unconscious on stretchers and beds. Parents and Rabin were crying and saying to Hillam, it looked more like a funeral than Purim. On a visit to my pediatrician, I realized why the doctor kept telling me that I was lucky. My doctor calculated my weight and how much I drank, which was approximately 50 to 70 ounces of 40% alcohol, and told me that according to the charts, I should have been dead a long time ago. The fact that I was still alive was a miracle in and of itself. Most people with that level of BAC are usually at the very least brain damaged. I asked him why I was not th- I was not dead if his calculations and his charts were correct. He looked me in the eye and said, someone up there is watching over you. I really am lucky. Almost dead. Not a cold, not the flu, dead. Because I wanted Perm to be more gishmak. People in the hospital and Avatzala know that this happens to too many Bahram every year. Even one is too many. That's why they tell, that's why they put up signs telling you not to drink. No, don't get carried away. What else do they have to do? This was written by Ruven Epstein, 18 years old. That story, that story was my story. That story was my story many, many years ago. And throughout the years, throughout the decades, it's been printed and reprinted and read over in many, many yeshivas. And the, the number one question that I always get is, why did you write that story? Why did you write it? What was the purpose of writing it? And essentially, it really falls into three categories. You see, the first thing to understand is the concept of BAC is that your body runs on oxygen. And your blood carries the oxygen to the cells and helps you function in your normal capacity. As soon as you introduce alcohol, the blood alcohol content starts to rise. And at point one, you get drunk. At point two, you get double drunk. At point three, if you're in point three for too long, your brain starts to shut down. You, 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 that's when people slump down, they become unconscious. At point four, according to statistics, a person who's in point four risks going brain damage. Somebody who's point five risks death. When I checked into the hospital... I was not 0.5, I was not 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9, 1.0, 1.3, 1.4, 1.5, 1.6, 1.71. That was my BAC. 1.71 is 3.5 and a half times death. If there's one person who enjoys Purim and drinks, but drinks a little bit more responsibly, that is the purpose of this letter. We all know that Purim is Adalayada. We all know the Chiyuvim of the, of the day. We all know everything that's brought down on the Shulchan Aruch. It's the most famous, famous of all Simanim in Shulchan Aruch. Everybody knows it. But if one person will drink one less drink, or they'll do it a little bit more responsibly, then this letter will have served its purpose. But I think there's another 
lesson here. You see, every day, we all strive to up our level of dignity. We, we try to become bigger people, better people. We grow in our Vedas Hashem. We, we grow in our businesses, in our family relationships. We grow in our relationships with our children. And we just grow as individuals who are striving to get closer to Hashem. In the story, I mentioned that when I woke up in the morning, I was strapped to the bed. The reason I was strapped to the bed was not because I was drunk. See, what happened was when they brought me into the hospital, they tried to transfer me from the gurney to a hospital bed. And I jumped off and I attacked somebody. I got very upset that they were trying to move me from a gurney to the bed and I jumped up and I started swinging my arms. And because of that, they tied me down to the bed. The realization that every day of your life you strive for a higher level of self-dignity, for a higher level of avidus Hashem, for a higher level of, of who you are as an individual. And that could get lost in a moment. And you, you won't even know it. When I woke up in the morning, I, I had no idea. I said, why am I tied onto the bed? And then they told me the story. That feeling of letting myself down. This is what I did on Purim. This is what I did to myself. That realization set in. And it was such a low feeling. Forget the getting drunk. It was, it was taking a year or two or three of growth and setting yourself back. But I think that the really the third level is really the highest level. It's now been so many years since that story happened. So many years. And the one thing which every Purim sets in for me is the Kayach HaAdam. The Kayach HaAdam, if you think about it, that Purim was almost my yardsite. That perm was almost the last perm of my life. And now you look back, or I look back, years and years later, I look at my family, my wife, my children. I look at my davening, my learning, my, my chesed, my tzedakah. And not that I'm special, but every single human being is special. Every single person gets up in the morning, daven shemana esrei, the whole world is, 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 is Kedai for that person. One Amen, Yehesh Rabbah, right? What does the Gemara Bracha say? It's like the whole world is Kedai for that. And the fact that it could have ended, all that potential is such a stark reality and a reminder for how serious life is. You know, we all know that Yom Kippur says Yom Kippur is Yom Kippurim. It's like Purim. What on earth does Yom Kippur and Purim have anything to do with each other? So the Svarim bring down that it's actually very profound. In that every day we have Cheshbainas. We have our calculations. We get up in the morning and we know exactly what we're doing and we have our, our deals with Hashem and we have our things that we're working on and we're striving and we're working and we're working and we're working and there's all these cheshbainas and there's no day of the year that there's any higher level of cheshbin than Yom Kippur. 
You sit there by Neila and you cry your eyes out and you say to Hashem, this is what I'm going to do for the next year. This is my husband of why I did things the year before. This is what I'm going to do differently this year. There is such a high level of husband. But the one level of husband that's above that is when you turn to Hashem and you say to Hashem, Hashem, Adela Yada. Everything I think I know, I don't know. Because ultimately you're in control. Ultimately, you're the one who calls the shots. Ultimately, you're the one who makes the elections. You're the one who brings the tsunamis. You're the one who makes people sick and people people well. And the whole world is in your hands. That is Purim. It's a level above Yom Kippur in the sense that all of our cheshben goes out the window. And we drink to that. We drink to our, to our simchas and we drink to our sorrows. We take our minds out of it and we say to Hashem, Hashem, everything that I have is yours, including my seichel, including my cheshben. I don't know between good and bad and Baruch Mordechai and Arahaman. To me, it seems like such a contradiction. But to you, it's all the same. Because kol ma'da avid rachmana l'tav avid. That is Purim. It's, it's, it was my Purim to go through where my life almost ended. It was my Purim to go through where a Simchas Purim almost became a tragedy. And now it's up to one person to drink responsibly. It's up to one person to not lose their sense of dignity when they're drunk. And it's up to one person to realize the Kayach Adam. The kayak that lies within each person. Each person is a world. Each person can change the world. And if one person taps a little deeper into his own neshama and does one thing differently or better than he did before, then this letter will have been worth every single word. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.